Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. I hope everyone listening is settling into the new year in whatever way feels good to you. Some people make resolutions. Some people choose a word that they want to or an intention or a mantra for the year. Um, I saw a lot of people post about that, encouraging people to pick a, a word or an intention for 2024. So whatever, whatever way feels good to you. I don't necessarily do any of those things. I just sort of look forward to the year and start to think about what I want to accomplish in this year, but I don't really do it in a formal way. So whatever way feels good to you. It snowed here last night, and I guess it's still snowing a little bit this morning. Not very much, a couple inches, maybe like one (laughs) or two, but enough that it's thrown off our normal routine here at my house. Um, I grew up in the Midwest, so an inch or two of snow is like nothing to me, but here Um, In the New York City area, it is an event every time it snows. So there was a lot of drama leading up to this snow. I think they've been talking about it on the news for a week, you know, on repeat. So endless discussions about the snow and what was coming. And the schools started calling for delayed openings in the early evening. And everyone was hunkering down in anticipation of this storm. And I woke up this morning and there was like an inch or two of snow. I mean, I'm looking out my window right now and, you know, it's just not that much. So in my mind, I'm wondering about all the hype. (laughs) Because when I was young, this was like nothing. An inch or two was like nothing. It didn't, it didn't slow us down at all. We just went about our, our day because it snowed so much where I lived. So anyway, I'm wondering what the hype's all about, but my community is essentially shut down until late morning. Um, I guess it's better safe than sorry, but as you can imagine, you know, this is frustrating for parents when you find out that your kid doesn't start school till 1030 in the morning and your work is going on as scheduled. And so I think these are the things about school that sometimes can be really frustrating, especially if you have to, if you're a working parent who has to have childcare. Luckily, I'm home, so starting a little later doesn't really throw me off other than my kid is here till 1030. And as you can imagine, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm a summer baby. I like the heat and I'm having a really hard time adjusting to the cold because it's been very cold the last few days. But anyway, I'm dealing. So anywho, on to this week's episode. I had a text exchange with a friend of mine over the weekend that gave me pause for thought and really became sort of the idea for this episode. You know, I've continued to have some ups and downs physically. Um, I broke my foot just before Thanksgiving, for those of you who don't follow along closely. And it's been up and down. But the good news is I seem to be on the upswing. I'm feeling a lot better and moving a lot more. But I had some rough days last week. I don't know if it was the rain that brought me some pain or 
what it was, um, but I had some rough days last week and I had a friend ask me how I'm doing during a text exchange. We were actually talking about something else and she asked how I've been doing. And I told her honestly that I, at that point, was feeling pretty demoralized by the timeline of my healing, which could be a total episode in and of itself. I talked to so many people about these things and, you know, I think we're in full agreement that, you know, sometimes um, we are undersold how long it takes to recover from an injury, especially when you are older. And I'm not old, but I'm not 25 either. So I told her that I had been feeling pretty demoralized, but that I was otherwise okay. And she responded by asking if she could help or support me or be a better friend in any way. And I couldn't think of anything that she could do at that moment because at this point it's really about, you know, just being with the time it's taking to heal and get back to functioning like I had been. Um, but I really appreciated her asking me that, you know, I'm not sure I've ever had, I was sort of taken aback by it because I'm not sure I've ever had anyone ask me if they could be a better friend in some way to me. So it really stood out when this happened. And, you know, this is exactly what I've been talking about on the podcast in a lot of ways. So, you know, this idea of opening up the lines of communication and friendships and talking about how to work together so that both parties are satisfied in a relationship, in a friendship. You know, asking the other person directly, what can I do to be a better friend to you? You know, and this person who texted me is a good friend. She's like a really long standing great friend of mine. But it meant a lot to me that she was interested to know how she could. Um, or what she could do to meet my needs in the friendship. Because at the end of the day, what I need in a friendship is different from what you need or what she needs or what someone else needs because we're all different people. So this type of in, you know, inquiry is important. You know, it's so rare in a friendship, but it's so powerful. At least it was to me. Not only when you ask someone, how can I be a better friend to you? How can I be the best friend to you? Um, not only does it allow for someone to tell you what they need and to be vulnerable, but it signals to the other person that you really care about them and you care about their friendship. So I thought it was important to highlight this interaction as a way to demonstrate to you who listen to these episodes what honest and open communication looks like and what it can bring to your friendships. But also her question about being a better friend got me thinking about this idea of good and bad friends, you know, because we often refer to people in that way, right? We often refer to them as a good friend or they're being a bad friend. But what does that really mean? Like what, what makes someone a good or bad friend? And, you know, the more I thought about it, what I realized is the trouble with defining friendships or people in this way is that good and bad are really just thoughts that we have about people. There's no standard definition of what a good friend is or a checklist, right, that makes someone a good friend. And you could pull 100 people and get 100 different answers about what they consider, you know, being a good friend. So it really comes down to whatever you decide it means for you. If someone asks you what you need or how to best support you, does that make them a good friend? And that someone who doesn't ask you that is a bad friend? And, and the, the answer for me is not necessarily, right? 
You know, I've had some people go out of their way to ask what I need and help me out the past two months. And I have others who haven't, but I still consider those people good friends, some of them, right? That that just may not be their strength, right? It never used to be for me, that's for sure. I was never the person who jumped in and was like, what can I do? It's just not how I'm wired. And that will probably change going forward. <laughs> but not everybody does that. Not everybody goes out of their way to be helpful, but they're not necessarily bad people or bad friends. And, you know, they may do other things that make me, at least, consider them to be a good friend. So. I want to suggest this idea that we get rid of labeling people or labeling our friends as good or bad. You know, good and bad are just judgments of other people. And when it comes down to it, we all hate judgment, right? Like, we don't like, I at least don't like being on the receiving end of judgment. And I can get uncomfortable when I'm around people who are doing a lot of judging. Although we all judge, human beings do judge, and we all do it to some extent. But, you know, you know, we've all been around those people who are very judgmental and it can be very uncomfortable. And judgments actually lead to a lot of disappointment and hurt because it highlights the ways in which people aren't doing what we think they should be doing or living up to our expectations. And so when we think about that, when we think about people in that way, it can lead to a lot of hurt feelings and disappointment. So I want to say, like, let's just get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it all together and just have friends without labeling them good friends or bad friends, you know? And you can instead categorize them depending on what role they play in your life, the ways they can be, they can best be a part of your life. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I don't like having fixed, arbitrary expectations of friendship, you know, or even relationships in general, because it leads to disappointment, and I hate disappointment, (laughs) So when you can get rid of the idea of good or bad friends and just let people be themselves without trying to change them or control them or force them to do things that you want them to do that don't come naturally to them, you minimize the disappointment that you experience. Now, you may be wondering what this looks like practically, right? So it sounds good in theory, but what does this look like? And so I'll use my life as an example. I have friends who are great to get coffee or a meal with every so often, you know, once a month, once every few months. I have one friend who's actually a really close friend of mine that I get dinner with every uh, once a month. So I don't, I'm not really necessarily including him in this category if you're listening. But I do have friends who are great, you know, to catch up with every so often. But, you know, I may not consider them for other things. I may not want to travel with them because I'm very picky about who I'll travel with. And I think a lot of people are. The older we get, the more we realize that there are certain people we want to go on vacation with and certain people we don't. And that doesn't mean we don't love them. (laughs) I have friends who I like to travel with and spend a lot of time with and see often. I have friends who give good advice. I have friends who are always willing to help out in a pinch and so on and so forth. I have friends who fit into certain roles in my life. And if if certain friends fit into one role but aren't good at the other ones, that's fine. You know, I don't ever expect them or need them to be. You know, it's great if they can be, but I have other people who serve these roles in my life. I just like to have people around me and I can just enjoy friends for what they bring to the table, whether that's just a coffee date or whatever else it is. And this is what's possible 
for you when you actively stop judging your friends. You can just enjoy the people around you. It's going to feel better for you and for them, I promise. And so I really want to encourage you to think about that. But practically speaking, I know there are qualities that we may all want in a friend, or at least the ones I want in a friend, and what we actually mean when we refer to someone as a good friend. So I will spend a little bit of time on that. And this idea of what is a good friend for me has changed a lot over the years, you know, and what I consider a good friendship now looks a little different than it might have 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And the more I I think about and reflect and study relationships, you know, my ideas of what I want in friendships have changed. And and my needs and wants have changed as I've gotten older and my life has changed, right? Like people who like to go out and party, like that was really fun when I was in my 20s and early 30s, but I don't do that as much now. And so, and most of my friends don't either. So we've all evolved, but you know, I'm looking for different things. And so for me, a good friend is someone I really can just be myself around, you know, my true self without judgment, Someone I can be around and not feel like I have to hide certain parts of myself or not tell them. I mean, look, I don't tell all my friends every single thing that's going on in my life, but I'm talking about like, you know, thing. I don't feel like I have to hide sort of the messy parts of my life from them. You know, a good friend is someone I can be vulnerable with, but, you know, also someone I really enjoy spending time with. And those maybe can be two different things. And, you know, my friends are fun. <laughs> Not all of them, but most of them, because having fun is a priority for me. But most importantly, a good friend is someone I can tell the truth. The truth about what I want, what I think, how I feel, and what I don't want in a friendship. A person who allows for a friendship in which I can ask for what I need from them, and I can feel safe to let them be there for me. Like Some people don't ask for what they need because... They don't feel safe and comfortable relying on someone else. They don't want to be disappointed or hurt. And so I think about a good friend is someone that I can ask for what I need and then feel safe that they to let them be there for me. And if they're not supporting me in the way that I need it, I can ask them to be there for me in the way that I need them, just like my friend did. You know, in this case, I don't have I didn't have to ask her. She asked me what I need and how she can best support me. But that doesn't make her a better friend necessarily than someone else or a better person. You know, I think very, you know, I believe very strongly that a relationship goes both ways. Our friends aren't mind readers. They don't always know what you need from them. Even if you think it's really obvious, it's not always really obvious to them. So if you want something for them, you actually have a responsibility in the friendship, in the relationship to ask for what you need and see what they do before you judge them. We don't do that very often. We just judge them. They didn't do this thing. Doesn't that make them a bad friend? Can you believe it? Like we do that a lot. And I know because I, I've done it. <laughs> but when you ask them and see if they'll show up for you, you, they may surprise you. They may show up in the way that you want. So try it. Before you judge people, ask them and see what they do. And finally, this episode would not be complete without a reminder to be the friend that you want to have. I've said this a lot. Um, or I did a whole podcast episode on it, I think, this idea of being the friend that you want to have. You know, so often when you're judging people as good or bad, whether they're living up to your expectations and expectations that are often unvoiced, I might add, we just have these expectations so that we don't even share with other people and then they don't meet them and we get really upset, but they didn't know that that's what we expected. So 
Anyway, when we judge people as good or bad based on whether or not they're living up to our expectations, we aren't being a good friend to that person, right? You know, instead, you're talking crap about them behind their back or thinking negative thoughts about them behind their back, and you aren't being the friend you would want to have, which is a friend who doesn't judge you and lets you be yourself. Or a friend who is going to tell you when they're disappointed or when they wanted something from you or how you could be a better friend, who's going to talk to you about it instead of just judging you or being upset or thinking badly about you behind your back. So show up as the friend you want to have in all the ways that you want a friend and you will get a lot in return. It's like the law of attraction or conservation of energy or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what it is, but this idea that what you put out into the world always comes back to you in some way. And I know this because I've lived it and I've seen it more and more over the years. When I show up as the friend I want to have, I get that in return. So when you show up as the friend you want to have, you will eventually end up with friends that you want to have, just like magic. That's all I have for this episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching that's Kathleen with a K dot com or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at drkathleenyoung.coaching you can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one life coaching is right for you midlife doesn't have to be a crisis it's never too late to create the rest of your story thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time